Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. He started laughing just looking at me today. I wasn't even doing anything funny. Oh, gosh. One of these days we're going to do this show live for people watching us for God knows what reason. Because there's nothing more fun than watching recording going on but but you'll see how wacky we are. <laughs> well we had some people who did get to see how wacky we are we just finished another right. rv basic training camp yes we did so that was fun gotta spend some time in the campground and share tips and tricks and all of that yeah sort of stuff that's always a lot of fun for us to be hanging around people and also helping them learn new things yeah and one of the things that we help people learn please for the love of Pete. Who is Pete? I don't know. But he doesn't like cleaning up that concrete apron when you dump your black oh. tank without using a hose. Yeah, that's it's something we've actually seen done. And it's something that friends who own campgrounds have told us happens. Yeah, connect the valve. That apron is there oh. to get any accidental spills. It's not just there to dump your black tanks directly onto the <laughs> onto the concrete and then rinse it down that's no, not how it works that's people <laughs> super bad super bad so yeah definitely use a hose between your between your dump valve and and the, the dump sewer hole, hole in the ground yeah, yeah. please please <laughs> wow well okay we two weeks ago we talked about sort of the future of some electric travel trailers. Last week, we had Mike Sokol talk about electric tow vehicles. But this week, we had the good fortune of having Tom Dempsey, who's the founder and CEO of Sylvan Sport, to talk about some of their philosophies, some of their really unique products. And he's got a really, really, really big deal that he's going to share with you. So that's right. Stick around. Because we will be back with Tom right after this. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries. And with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. Well, I'm back. I'm sorry that I missed Mike Sokol, but I am back. And today we're super thrilled to be talking to Tom Dempsey, who is the founder and CEO of Sylvan Sport. Tom, we're very happy to have you with us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. The past two weeks, we've been talking about electric RVs, electric towables, and electric tow vehicles. And so there is a very relevant reason why we wanted Tom to be on here. But first, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Sylvan Sport. We have a couple of your products. We do, yeah. You have some really unique products, starting with, uh, well, we have a Waylight and a backpack from you. But it goes much further than that. Right. You know, it does. I started Sylvan Sport in 2004. And our Go Camper, which really set out to reinvent the pop-up camper, the folding camping trailer, was our first towable product. And so over the last 17 years, we've really grown quite a bit to have a broader array of towables and a wide variety of gear from sleeping bags and backpacks, camp kitchens and lighting devices, and uh, soon to be much, much more. For anybody who doesn't know, first of all, I'll put a link to my review of the Sylvan Sport Go trailer, but it's not just a pop-up trailer. That's a understatement. It is a cargo trailer. You can use it to haul your quads or things like that, and then it becomes a really large tent trailer. It, right. It's quite a piece of engineering. 
It really is. And the, the go grew out of uh, my and my associates background in, I would say the adventure sports industry. So prior to founding Sylvan sport, I manufactured kayaks, started a company called liquid logic. And prior to that was uh, one of the leaders of perception kayaks. And one of our earliest associates was engineering leader in the mountain bike industry. So we were used to having our outdoor adventures, first of all, needing to carry lots of gear, whether it was kayaks or bicycles or other toys. And we were, I would call it camping with a purpose. You know, our camping was really designed to facilitate these other activities. Right. And prior to getting into all that, I had an early job at the Coleman company in their pop-up camper division in Somerset, Pennsylvania. So that was really my first job as a industrial designer. So Sylvan Sport was this unique culmination of my experiences with one foot in the RV industry and and one foot in the adventure gear industry. That makes perfect sense. I really encourage, and we'll have photos on our website where the show notes usually are, you have to see the Sylvan Sport go because it just (laughs) almost defies categorization. Yeah. That's a great way to put it, Tony. And and we feel like back in, I guess we launched the go in 2007 and we feel like we did create a new category with it. The purpose in creating it was to carry lots of gear, camp in comfort, but really supreme simplicity, you know, take all the issues that people don't like about towing trailers and address them from a design and engineering standpoint and try and design and engineer out as much of that negativity as possible. And, and one of the things we learned right off was that we were making this for people who were not experienced RVers. So their entry point into the industry had to be a positive experience. And so our approach and our experience with our consumers is, is a little bit different than, the, you know, I would call the traditional RV experience. And taking that from almost 17 years ago when the company started to today has been really phenomenal for us. It's put us on a, a wavelength, I think, that's allowed us to do a lot of things differently than than I would say the traditional RV industry has. And you definitely do, and that's a good thing. And the Go is really one of the few trailers that I think if you have like a Subaru or some small SUV, it's completely within reasonable range to be towed by those vehicles. It is. It, it weighs 840 pounds from the factory and it has a cargo of another 800 pounds. So, you know, fully laden at 1,640 pounds. So just about any vehicle can tow it. And one of the uh, things that uh, we've benefited from, you know, we did set out to create a towable with all these features for the Subaru owner and the small car owner. But with the, uh, you know, the emergence of electric vehicles, we've had more Tesla owners buying goes in the last year than than we ever dreamed of. So interestingly enough, due to its super lightweight, it has uh, a lot of appeal in the emerging EV market. Well, and also because of the height, I think it's within the slipstream of an EV. So it's not, you know, one of the as I don't have to tell you, but for our audience, one of the issues with towing is most RVs are so big and bulky that really you're spending a lot of your energy overcoming wind resistance, whereas that's not really the case with the Go. That is true in both its uh, compact towing mode and then it, what we call the transport mode, where it's opened up a little bit to, to allow larger gear to be carried on its deck. Even in that mode, it has a very minimal wind load. In fact, in our early testing, we found that towing a go was a less of a deterrent to fuel mileage than putting the items like bikes and kayaks on the roof racks of the tow vehicle. Oh. Interesting. And that's all overcoming wind drag. So putting all that stuff up on on the roof racks of the tow vehicle was a a bigger deterrent to mileage than attaching a go to your vehicle. Wow. Wow. And then you get a trailer with a big tent that can sleep (laughs) four people. And if I stood up right now, I am 6'5", I've always been tall, and so I selfishly created the go to accommodate me. And I'm kind of joking, but but uh, when we first laid out the footprint of the go, 
it, you know, it's all based upon me being able to lay down comfortably and uh. me being able to stand up inside comfortably. Right. So you're absolutely right. A really small towing package opens up into a very spacious environment for even for tall people. So, And then one of the things somebody asked me, they said, well, it doesn't have a kitchen. And I said, ah, but they've got a solution <laughs> for that too. The Dynamite and the Dynamax. Yeah, that, those are part of our ever-expanding gear line. And a couple of years ago, we launched gear in the categories of cooking and food prep, sleeping with our sleeping bags and mattresses and, and lighting. And we really wanted to do it because our customers came to Sylvan Sport and really valued our design and engineering. But as I mentioned earlier, they were a little bit different from the traditional RV customer. And so it was an opportunity for us to kind of deliver more functionality but also for us to kind of diversify our business into more products that aren't quite as boom bust as RVs tend to be, you know, so looking to create a more stable long-term business with a wide variety of products is, is what drove us to that, but also just to meet the needs. Cause so many of our go owners would ask us, you know, what should I do for this? What should I do for that? And so instead of recommending other products that in some cases we felt were somewhat compromised, we, uh, we wanted to create our own solutions. And, <laughs> and so that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And the neat thing is the way light that I have is designed to work right on the dynamite and the Dynamax. Yeah. So. That's true. And that, that was, <laughs> that was kind of a fun product. I'll tell you the story that product was born out of, I think one of the characteristics of a good designer is to always look at the world in sort of a simplistic childlike fashion. So I'm really good at that. <laughs> being a, being That's why we get along. <laughs> so when you think about kids around a campfire or a campsite, you know, what do they like to do? They like to stick a stick in the fire. And when it catches fire, they like to wave it around until it goes out and then stick it back in the fire and do it again. So, so the way light was inspired from watching kids play with sticks around the campfire, <laughs> you know, to create something that had some more functionality. And, and what's interesting is when we started diving into it, we're like, wow, this thing is not only great around the fire, it's great to walk your dog. It's great to send the kids to the bathhouse, you know, at night they can stab it in and you can see them from a distance where they are. But even recently I found it works great as a roadside assistance huh. marker or light. Oh, sure. Kind of change a flat tire in the dark. So stick this in the ground. Not only does it light up the area so you know oncoming traffic can see you but it also it, you know provided the task lighting i needed so we're always discovering new uses for for some of our stuff like that and that that i i kind of stumbled into it but that's the hallmark of sylvan sport products as an industrial designer we're really focused on product development product design and our hallmark is multifunctional stuff so for example we think the days of, you know, the old folding trailer that I worked on when I was with Coleman typically, unfortunately, sat in most buyers' yards for 11 and a half months of the year yeah. waiting for their two weeks of vacation. So we, we want to make every product that we make have like so much multifunctionality that it really gets used in mu much more than just camping. It gets used in your daily life, like I said, walking the dog or you know, it's at a soccer game or football game, all, all kinds of lifestyle uses more so than just the, the pure camping. And here's a pro tip. So where our waylight is, is in our travel trailer. And we used a command strip, the, the thing you use to hold a broom. Well, that holds the waylight. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always right there by the door. And I, maybe <laughs> we should have taken one step backwards because anyone who hasn't read Tony's review of the waylight it's oh, it's basically a walking stick with a globe of light on top. Yeah, yeah. that's the Pretty really much, simple yeah. version, but with all those other functionalities. Yeah. But yeah. knowing how much Tony likes lanterns, people are not going to be surprised to know it's that's, something, yeah. something, something, something with a light on it. Yeah, then I'm interested. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of interested, even more exciting to me then the go is the vast. And I have been drooling over this since I saw it <laughs> at that RVX event. Mm. And the, the vast is Sylvan Sports next entry into the travel trailer world. And it's, again, it's just almost difficult to describe, but 
I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You know, we did exactly with the VAST like we did with the GO. With the GO, we set out to reinvent the pop-up camper. With the VAST, we set out to reinvent the travel trailer. And so, you know, of all the years of using what's been historically out there in the market, we've accumulated this, you know, experience base of all the things we wanted and the way we want to do things and the way we use things. And so it, it honestly took us nearly a year to just conceive the basic layout of the vast because every time we would work on it, we would run into some sort of major stumbling block that just didn't meet the needs and the current vast configuration. And we, and we do, and we, we do envision having a number of floor plans, you know, to follow the current floor plan, but it, it came out of, a bike ride in the forest here in Brevard, North Carolina. I went out one, I think it was a Sunday afternoon. And for me, taking a bike ride is kind of like being in the shower in terms of good, clear thinking, you know? (laughs) So so I'm, I'm by myself in the forest and I literally put a little notebook in my backpack and I would ride and think, and I just focused and I tried to just be so clear and cut out all the distractions and focus on the essence of what I was trying to do. And it was, it was so multi-layered that I kept getting bogged down mentally. And finally on this bike ride, it all came to me and I grabbed the sketchbook and I drew it all out. And on Monday I came excitedly into our office and I sat down with our engineers and designers and we're like, this is it. This is what we want to do. And and interestingly enough, it has come together pretty close to that original vision, which we, we kind of all struggled to achieve. It's taken us a number of years to translate that from where it is or where it was then into today. And today it's in production. The Vast is a all composite body travel trailer designed kind of like the Go in that it has as one of its primary functions carrying a lot of gear. So it has integrated into its uh, roadside sidewall, a very robust rack system that is not an afterthought. As I said, it's a primary purpose of the vehicle to load big boats or big boards and kayaks, canoes, whatever. And then in the cargo area, the the rear door, it's almost like a mini toy hauler. It has the entire rear wall as a door and it opens up. The lounge slides forward on tracks to have a big cavernous cargo area. And what was really the, the one of the cool parts of the vast is when it's fully loaded with cargo, everything is still usable. So you can make the roadside, you know, quick stop, open the door. You don't have to unload anything to use the kitchen, the bathroom, the lounge. You can even take a nap if you want to. And when you get to your ultimate destination, you can unload the cargo and, and, you know, the lounge slides back, the walls open up into gigantic windows, and it becomes really an awesome camping experience. And along those lines, one of the things we were able to preserve is while the vast in its closed cocoon mode is this nice, well-insulated, super tight travel trailer, when you do open the windows on the back, you have that natural camping experience like you get in the go where you've got huge window screens. You know, you do feel like you're camping. You're not cooped up in a, in a little box. So we think it's the best of both worlds and we're super excited. And I've really only scratched the surface on it. Right. You oh, know, yeah. Technology features. Well, one of the things, the first time I, I think I saw it that really, yeah, as you, as you said, the back flips up like a giant hatchback and you can put your, some of your gear there or you there's the racks on the roadside to put kayaks or bikes or whatnot. And then the kitchen is, I don't know, that is what intrigues me the most because so usually when you have an RV, there's, if you get one with an outdoor kitchen, there's some compromised, lousy outdoor kitchen. This has the indoor kitchen slides kind of downward and goes outside. So you have the indoor kitchen outside, including a 12-volt ice chest, and you have your two-burner stove and sink and all so your indoor kitchen is your outdoor kitchen it really is it's the same kitchen you don't have to move any of your utensils food condiments pots pans all the stuff you know it it travels in the drawers inside and out and as you described it it has the same features inside and out and and because it does slide down uh when you're inside it's at the proper working height and when you're outside it's at the proper working height so not only is the kitchen super cool like that 
the other neat thing about it is the front wall of the kitchen almost forms a little bit of a privacy panel uh, for your campsite because it's near the front edge of the living side of the RV. So when it's in a typical campground, it's under the awning and it is sort of blocking the, you know, the roadway, I would call it um, in a campsite. So it, it makes a nice privacy note. But what's really cool about the kitchen is it works in concert with the bath. So when the kitchen slides out, the space that it occupied is this gigantic shower. A timbre door closes and all of a sudden you've got a full bath inside that is, I would say, bigger than, you know, just about any uh, RV, definitely bigger of any, than any RV of its size. And again, being a big guy, you know, that's uh, important. It's such a feat of design. And then I think you have a leaf light on the ceiling as well. We do, yeah. We we have sort of a, a fun lighting system. On um, the uh, the vast uses a full size queen bed that rises up to this up and down from the ceiling. That's the primary bed, and on the bottom of it, you know, when it's in its stowed mode up at the ceiling, it becomes the the bottom of the bed is now the ceiling over the lounge. So it has a, a pretty cool lighting system that actually has like I don't know how many millions of colors, but. It, <laughs> It has this cool feature. It can pair with your music and, you know, the light can go to your, all the different colors work in concert with music, or you can just set it to be a certain color, or you can just make it white utility light and be normal. But, <laughs> but either way, any way you slice it, it adds a lot of fun and a lot of utility blended. Another neat thing about the vast is I mentioned the lounge, the concept for the lounge. And the reason we call it the lounge is we envision the way we use our stuff is that we're out on the river, on the lake, on the trail all day. And when we get back to the vast trailer, we just want to, you know, relax in comfort. And so I wanted to create a very home-like luxurious lounge where you could just kick back, whether you want to read, watch TV, do whatever you're, you're doing. It's, it's a really super comfortable lounge. And what's neat is, it folds down into another queen size bed, but unlike, unlike most RVs where you're kind of playing with cushions to create a puzzle to sleep on, yeah, it has a really nice rear cushion that just rolls out over everything. So it covers all the seams between the cushions and makes it as comfortable an experience as any queen size mattress you'd find in any home. So two really super comfy beds. And the, the other key feature with the vast is all these transformations that we're talking about, whether it's the lounge moving, the bed moving, or the kitchen and bathroom converting, they had to be really intuitive and almost seamless. So not a lot of contraptions that required, you know, owner's manuals to figure out just <laughs> right. intuitive motions where you do this and you see it. And, and that's the, the challenge in our design and engineering that we o- overcome is taking these, the ideas are easy, but making them simple is the hard part. Huh. User interface design is, is truly an art form, you know, whether it's on computers or on product like the Vast. That's near and dear to me as an industrial designer. I, I'm still involved with Auburn University's uh, College of Architecture and Design as one of their executive board participants. and so. Design education is something that I'm really passionate about. And I think, you know, we strive really hard to, to put those principles to work. And, and one of the things that I share with our team is, uh, it, and I'm not much of a rememberer of quotes. <laughs> I remember the concepts, never the details. But one quote that has really guided me in my design life is an old one from Oliver Wendell Holmes. <laughs> a, lot, a lot older than me. And he said that he wouldn't give a fig for simplicity for simplicity's sake, but he would give his life for simplicity on the other side of complexity. Interesting. Ah. Wow. My takeaway from that is as designers and engineers, we churn through the complexity and sometimes it just seems grueling and agonizing. But then we have the aha moment where we find the simple solution had we not churned through that complexity, we would have never arrived there. You know, it takes that to get to that simplicity. 
And so often in our, our fast paced product development world that we're in today, designers and engineers don't go through that process. They, they give up before they do that deep churn and they accept a solution that is sim- simple for simple sake. It's not simplicity on the other side of complexity. To your credit, as an individual and as a company, from what I've seen, a lot of people in the RV industry don't go RVing and don't have background in outdoorsiness. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the case there. And that I think that's part of what makes your product so unique is you use them. That is so true. And, you know, being in Brevard, North Carolina is 80% blessing and maybe 20% curse. And what (laughs) I mean by that is the 80% blessing allows us to do just what you described. We are, as I'm looking out my window of Sylvan Sports headquarters, we are one half mile from the entrance to the Pisgah National Forest, which is one of the, if not the most visited national forests in the United States. There are thousands of miles of trails, hundreds of miles of rivers, countless peaks to explore, over 300 waterfalls in our county alone here. So we do use our stuff and we use it every weekend and we, you know, sometimes during the week. (laughs) Well, that's research. Right. It is. And it's wonderful. And it, it also attracts people to come here to begin their camping adventure. So, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of families that come to Sylvan Sport, pick up their, whether it's their go or now their vast and their first outing in it, their first night is literally a half mile from the office in, <laughs> in the Davidson river campground. So there's that, the, the 20% curse is simply just the business aspects of being a little far, far away from the Elkhart supply chain. Oh, so that, right. that's, that's the part we miss out on, but in some ways the cost that we pay to overcome that is really worth it. Right. I see a lot of what you make is different. You don't need Elkhart. You just make your own. (laughs) So we've talked about things you can buy today, but as promised, I want to talk a little bit about the future because Sylvan Sport has announced probably the most viable electric RV concept that I have seen And it appears that it's coming. Yeah, I think it is. It's real. And what's allowed us to do that is the technology partnership with Zeus, uh, electric chassis company. So Zeus uh, set out to create an all-electric work truck platform. When you look at the history of of building motorhomes, you know, Class Cs primarily, but even, even some Class As, the work truck chassis was what manufacturers have turned to. So we uh, saw it as an obvious fit and the companies, both Sylvan Sport and Zeus are really nicely aligned in terms of our size and our capabilities and our, our outlooks for the future and, and our goals are aligned. So couldn't be a more perfect fit. They're phenomenal technology that they've developed to create this really efficient work truck that has, I mean, these, their chassis are uh, capable of, of being a 14,000 pound vehicle that can charge in four hours and have 400 miles of range at 70 miles an hour, just about. So yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Tremendous capacity. So we're, we're really confident about that. And and then uh, it's, it's just a natural fit. Our, our ability to create the living space on their chassis platform is what we excel at. But one of the other things I'm really excited about is that the combination of power systems that their chassis provide we believe will allow the motorhome to have the same level of functionality as you would with a gas generator on board. So for example, their, their chassis are designed to power work systems. So if you imagine like a bucket truck, that's uh, doing electric service, the power, the power system that drives the bucket or the auxiliary systems that will be applied to our living systems inside the motorhome. The other nice thing about that is it's a seamless connection. So most motorhomes that are built on a chassis, the living space is kind of a separate space from the driver space in terms of electronics and controls with this combination the owner will see the same stuff on their dashboard screen that they see back in the living space on the operating screen. So it's 
you know, the whole vehicle is completely integrated. Some other cool stuff, give a shout out to, to No Dirty Earth and John Stekiel and his team when No Dirty Water is part of his No Dirty Earth enterprise. The Vast and the new motorhome will, will both, well, the Vast already features the No Dirty Water system. So it's a really cool system for water treatment and purification on board the, the trailer or the motorhome. Now, I'm not oh. familiar with that at all. I know, right? As if I didn't want a vest already. <laughs> yeah, this could be a great another podcast, and I can uh, definitely introduce you to the team there. But the No Dirty Water system is an onboard system that uses a, a couple of technologies, so very quality filtration, but also UV light to purify water. And when you think about most campgrounds, you know, when you connect that hose to your, you're in either fill your tank or connect it to your, your RV. There's always some level of questioning as to what kind of water, you know, is sure. going in my unit. <laughs> yeah. so the purpose of this is to really give you that confidence that your water is, is going before it comes out of the, the system. It's completely clean. Huh. It's an awesome system. And we're really excited to partner with them for that. I was not aware of that. I'm glad I learned that. So you have coming up an electric motorhome with 400 miles of range where you can run any of the RV systems, air conditioning, heating, all of that, right off the batteries, essentially. Pretty much, yep. Wow. And the Zeus platform is in production now, if I'm not mistaken, right? Just getting started. So they are fulfilling orders in the work truck field. We'll be the first RV industry, you know, partner with them. So, which makes so much sense. Yeah, it's, it is pretty incredible. It almost seems too good to be true. I mean, honestly, when, (laughs) when we first looked at it, we were like, can this be? And then we started digging and digging and digging and we just uh, love what we're uncovering. So. That's awesome. And it seems that a lot of the design elements of the motorhome part come from the vast yes and no where we spent the deep dive on the vast engineering was on how we build the actual trailer like everything we do we kind of look at what's out there and we when then we end up and we kind of joke about this in our engineering part we end up starting from scratch and doing it ourselves because we find (laughs) it's not quite what we want so the vast uh, methodology for how we put that entire box together is incredibly robust. It's honestly got to be, I think, one of the strongest ways of building a, an RV in the industry. So we take that same engineering, but we completely change all the sizes and proportions and lengths and heights and all that stuff. But it, it so the methodology for construction is the same, but the floor plan and the sizes are all different. And some of the materials are, are shared, you know, for instance, we, we use an all composite one piece floor, uh, that's seamless and, um, you know, has, it, it's just bomb proof on the vast and we'll <laughs> use that same floor for the motorhome. So definitely the result of a lot of our exploratory R and D that we've done over the last few years will be applied to the new motorhome. And one of the things not to be overlooked is that Zeus platform is all wheel drive. It is. Yeah. Motors at each wheel. Yeah. And you know, one of the other things that they excel at is their suspension design. So set aside for a moment, the fact that it's electric powered, even if it were a conventionally powered vehicle, it has one of the most robust and capable suspension systems ever designed. It has uh, 11 inches of, of independent wheel travel from center. So that's, 22 inches total so 11 inches either side of center from uh on each wheel independently so it's just a remarkably capable chassis so you're getting into really military spec yeah definitely it it is designed to that level wow Mm -hmm. huh we're excited we're we uh (laughs) you know we we've got so much going on that uh one of the challenges for us is to, you know, is to stop thinking. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't stop thinking. Now, you know, we, to borrow the uh, motto from North Carolina State University, where my son is an engineering student, their motto is think and do, and we have to do both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is there any kind of guess as to when the electric motorhomes will see the light, you know, be able to be ordered or? You know, with 
all the uh, supply chain issues that we're facing with conventional products, you know, factored in, we're really looking at, at probably early 2023. So just over a year out. But I mean, that's not bad because if you ordered an Airstream today, that's about when you yeah. get that. <laughs> that's true. So yeah. they, they said they're a year to a year and a half out on production. So. And even our goes right now are booked through spring of 2022. Wow. So we're, we're just, you know, doing everything we can to keep material coming in the building and keep making stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the big challenge. Well, Tom, I'm, I'm really excited and I really appreciate the fact that you've taken some time to, to share your, your vision and your ideologies with us. And, yeah. and your nifty We're product. very excited that you take the time to think and, and do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. It's been truly my pleasure. I appreciate, you know, having the chance to talk about it. Oh, likewise. And we'll look forward to seeing the electric motorhome. And, and Peggy and I will continue our discussion of what is our next trailer <laughs> with me putting the vast on that list right <laughs> well so. we'd love to have you visit anytime you uh, feel like heading east our oh, door yeah. is always open we absolutely will will take you up on that yeah for sure we love being part of the largest club of our viewers with events rallies tours resources and more and you can be too that's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's roadside assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's, that's Stressless camping. camping. All right. Well, would you buy an electric RV? We don't know how much that electric motorhome from Sylvan Sports is going to, to be <laughs> and i'm not thinking it's going to be that inexpensive because 400 mile range on something that big is going to mean lots and lots of batteries right, but, but that is going to be awesome yeah, yeah yeah i can't wait to actually see one i can't wait to actually see a vast Avast. Avast. <laughs> That's why you want the vast because you want to say a vast. I do. What kind of trailer do you have? Avast. I have a vast. Nar, I got me one. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, anyway, we are getting ready to head out on the road again. Yes, we are. We're going to be spending two months mostly in Arizona and New Mexico. But first, we're going to stop in Nevada and we are spending some time with some family. And then after that, when the family all heads on, on their own paths home, we're going to spend extra time because we Las, like Vegas, it weird. Las Vegas is more than just casinos and what? big feather haired showgirls. What? <laughs> there are so many things to do in and around Las Vegas. And today we thought we would tell you about some of the wacky and weird attractions that we plan to um, visit um. <laughs> yeah we love weird and different and strange and stupid and there is a whole bunch of that in well nevada near las vegas but yeah las vegas and of course not even in the casinos but outside las vegas yeah for example for example i this is the first time i'd ever even heard of this and now i can't wait to see it it's a place called seven magic mountains and from the picture i see it's Five-foot boulders painted and stacked, like seven stacks of boulders, yeah. 30 feet high. Just I don't somebody know. stacked. <laughs> I mean, you know, we went, to see, we went to see the Cadillac Ranch, and we saw the... Yeah, that was weird. What was that? 
Volkswagen hinge. Yeah, uh, like Cadillac. Bug hinge or whatever. (laughs) Whatever it was. That was weird. We like that kind of oddball stuff. And so we don't think that we can pass up. 21 foot tall muffler men. Right, 21. We don't think we can pass up seven stacks of giant painted rocks. No. How about (laughs) Zach Baggins, the Haunted Museum? Oh, and by the way, you know, Halloween is, you know, not too far away. That's right. We might have to give a follow up on our haunted museum visit when Halloween gets here. Well, this is in the heart of Vintage Vegas, just a mile off Fremont Street. The eccentric Zach Baggins of Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures converted a 1938 mansion, apparently afflicted with ghosts, into a museum. And so it's a museum of paranormal. So 30 rooms packed with seriously weird stuff from Sharon Tate's wedding dress to an entire room full of devilish puppets. Whoa. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll skip that room. (laughs) Also near Las Vegas, you may already know this, but the National Atomic Testing Museum is there. And as odd and weird as it seems... I think it's going to be a really interesting place. I think, you know, those of you who may or may not be old enough to remember. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, one of the ways they asked us to protect ourselves was to hide under our desks. Because, you know, a desk is immune from a nuclear blast. (laughs) So So anyway, anyway. there were apparently 928 atomic tests performed in Nevada, and this kind of sparks an allure of the bazaar. And so that's the National Atomic Testing Museum. And yeah. it's affiliated with the Smithsonian. Right. So anyway, another thing they have at this museum, they have the Nevada National Security Site, which includes Survival Town. Uh, according, this is how they describe it. A cute little village complete with mannequin versions of picture-perfect 1950s families constructed to test the bomb's impact on an actual neighborhood. Hey, let's see if we could blow up the neighborhood. Yeah, I think I've actually <laughs> seen this little town in movies. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's been in movies. I think we've talked about this before, but yes. the Neon Boneyard is something that we're very interested in. We wanted to go when we went to Vegas last year, and we didn't get to go. So we're going to try again this year. And Yeah, that way we could shed light on what they Oh, have my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to illuminate our audience. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in dad joke mode. I guess. A whole bunch of the old neon signs that used to be all over Vegas, and it's known for that. So here's a place that has appeal on so many levels. Kiss by Monster Mini Golf. Yeah, it's mini golf, but... It's Kiss themed. Yeah, Kiss the band. And it has, looks like a whole, whole bunch of pinball machines. I may not get Tony out of there. Yeah, there you go. I see pinball (laughs) machines. I'm hooked. (laughs) Anyway, there's, yeah, there's a whole KISS pinball machines. Each hole in this mini golf course has a KISS-themed feature, like Gene Simmons' oversized tongue even rolls out of an interactive obstacle, all illuminated by black light and buzzing neon. Who doesn't love that? That sounds really weird, and that's in the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino. Now, you must know that there is also the ability to use their wedding chapel. Not the Rio's, the KISS... Mini golf, really? Wedding chapel, yeah. Oh man, I could. We could get married there again. We could I mean, say, no, we didn't get married I was there the made first for time. Loving but, you. Oh. <laughs> but what if your name is Beth? Then you're like double married right, or whatever. Right, right, right. I want to rock and roll all night and, and play golf every, every day. day. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> You know, when Hoover Dam was built and there were some unsung heroes, you know, there were a lot of people who did a lot of really dangerous jobs there. There were a lot of people who lost their lives to there building were a lot that of thing. People. And it's impressive. If you've never been to the Hoover Dam by itself, it is impressive. Right. Well, one of the men who was very unsung but has now a statue in his honor is Alabama. He was the toilet paper man. 
Seriously. Literally man, he the was one probably, who kept the bathrooms clean. Yeah. I mean, and you've got to think of how many people were working on that dam. And that must have been quite the job. And imagine, like, that statue had extra significance last year when we couldn't get any toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> I wonder if people were trying to steal the bronze toilet paper right? off of the statue. <laughs> anyway, there's a bronze toilet paper dude. Next, we might take a stop to the Tom Devlin's Monster Museum in Boulder City. Yeah, it's a place that has screen use props, classic monster movie memorabilia. It's curated by someone who just loves this stuff. Special effect artist by trade, Tom Devlin, has taken his monster-making career into making this museum in Boulder City, which is not far off Vegas. There's stuff from the X-Files and the creepy puppets from Puppet Master. and, and just puppets? Yeah, I know, oh. right? Yeah, it's apparently pretty cool. <laughs> uh, here's a place I'm sure you're dying here's to see. dying to hear about this. In Pahrump, you could visit Coffinwood. <laughs> yeah, so it's a mom-and-pop coffin shop. They make coffin-shaped jewelry and furniture and purses and ping pong tables or just about anything <laughs> Whatever else they can make that's coffin shaped they make it yeah so coffinwood it's a shop to buy this stuff and prump prump is weird anyway <laughs> so you remember that we went and visited a whole bunch of muffler men which are <laughs> big giant tall men so of course we would be remiss if we didn't go visit the big bovine of the desert <laughs> yeah well Amargosa. we'd have a cow if we had missed it <laughs> It's a 3,000-pound <laughs> plastic cow at the Longstreet Inn. That's in Amargosa Valley. Yep. And I will want to go and visit the desert pupfish at Devil's Hole at Ash Meadows National Wildlife Refuge because this pupfish has been cut off from all other water sources. And so it's very a very pure species of fish. And uh, very similar to that, I did my master's thesis on a spring that was the, the source and support of another desert fish that's very dear to my heart, the Tui Chub. So I got to go visit the Chub's cousin, the pupfish. The Chub's <laughs> cousin. There you go. So all of this we got from Travel Nevada, and we'll put a link to that page. It's pretty interesting. You can go and find these things yourself if you are as weird as we are, and we hope that you are. (laughs) So we also have a recipe this week, and this is something we made for the first time at our RV Basic Training Camp. Right. Because, well, it's hot. Right, it's hot. It's hot, and we didn't want to light fires because... There's been so many again this summer. Right. And so normally we would bring the fixins for s'mores and we would have people roast their marshmallows and have s'mores. But because it's hot and we didn't want to have a fire, we made s'mores sundaes with ice cream. Yeah. And graham cracker crumbs. And chocolate, chocolate syrup. syrup. And miniature marshmallows. And we found this spectacular chocolate syrup. It was so good. It was not... Yeah, it's Giardelli's chocolate syrup. (laughs) No Hershey's for us, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. I mean, it was just... It was dark chocolate, and I I like that. Yeah, it's really good. So, very easy to make. You can pretty much use your imagination. Just layer those things together, make a sundae out of it, and enjoy the ice cream. Yeah, it was just good. Not anything complicated, and that's one of the things that camping's all about. Correct. Like the hokey pokey. Right. <laughs> so the question of the week, we asked you if uh, you would buy an all-electric RV and nobody answered. Nobody answered. Are you scared? Maybe they're just shocked into submission. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's just still... Too a- electrifying a topic. <laughs> maybe it's just too much in, in the, the future. In the future. And you're future. not ready yet. Yeah. So knows? we'll leave that question up. If anybody decides to answer, we'll revisit it if someone talks about it yep. but this week we saw an interesting refrigerator in a an a-frame pop-up trailer this weekend and it brought to mind the question that i have do we love and always want to have our propane slash electric refrigerator or are we super excited about the 12 volt refrigerators yeah, yeah i think the 12 volt fridges and Three to five years, you won't see the propane electric ones anymore. Although I could be wrong, but do you want a 12-volt fridge? Yeah. And you can find that on our Fun and Friendly Facebook group, which has grown to over a 1,000 people now. I'm surprised how large that group is. Right. So on Facebook, just look for 
stressless camping podcast and ask to join that group. And that's where you can answer and read answers to these questions. By the way, just a quick housekeeping note on that group. For some reason, we get notified that people have requested to join and then the requests disappear. So there's something funny in Facebook town. I promise we're not avoiding answering you. Yeah. So we <laughs> Just apologize. Sometimes it disappears and then a day or two later, there's a whole list. Yeah, so. it was so weird. So I don't know what's going on with Facebook, but I'll call my buddy Mark and go, Yeah, you do that. <laughs> right. But first, before you get on the phone with Mark, can you remind them about yes. rainy season coming up? Yeah, and- rainy season is coming up in one of the biggest things that happens to RVs is leaks. Leaks are really a primary way that RVs just get destroyed. And so I want to remind you all to check anywhere where there is a hole in the structure of your RV for the seals. So that's windows, cabinets, the roof, especially anywhere where a hole has been cut to facilitate putting something in make sure that the seal around that hole is in good shape and doesn't need to be repaired or maintained in any way because that will make sure that there's no water leaks and that'll make your rv last longer yeah you really don't want water leaks no did you know that we do a once a week newsletter and it's free It is free. Yeah. We just send that once a week newsletter and it basically reminds you that there's a new podcast out, but it also gives news that we've seen on the internet and around the places that we visit that has RV information, RV news. Yeah. Things we think you'll find value in. And of course we are in all the social places and you can start by visiting stresslesscamping.com. From there you can jump off and find us anywhere you enjoy being. That's also a place to look for discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure. And that's also the place to sign up for our weekly newsletter. So if you don't want to miss a future episode, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. But also, you can subscribe on any podcast catcher. Yeah, we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And a review will help others find this podcast. And the more listeners we have, the better the guests that we get. And we'd like to thank Kristen H70 for leaving a five-star review this week and said, we make learning fun. Excellent. We try to make everything fun. We do. Thank you, Kristen. And thank you, everyone. Yeah, we really appreciate your putting us in your ears and taking us on your adventures. Thank you very, very much. And most of all, happy Happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!